You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome to Zamora Presents the Natural Hair Chronicles. I am Tanika Outerbridge, mentor to business owners in the natural hair and braid lock industry. I am here to help you learn and grow in the industry. You can watch this podcast live on Facebook at Zamora Natural Hair. Um, oh, I got this. Um, I'm on Facebook right now and I have this filter. I need to get rid of that. <laughs> I was just having some fun. Um, today's topic, which is a really cool topic is get freaking pretty y'all. My hairstylist, I'm talking to hairstylists again today. Um, get pretty. This is, this, this industry is so amazing. It allows us to get our hair done, our makeup done, our hair, our nails done, and it all be a freaking tax write off. <laughs> it's all a business expense. Man, you guys should be taking advantage of this. I see so many stylists without their hair done, looking crazy, like in little gym clothes. And I know y'all love gym clothes, but gym clothes is not work clothes. And doing hair is work. Uh, there's some, there's some kind of disconnect, um, new school with, um, active wear and work clothes. And it's not the same, not unless your job is, you know, fitness and health and things like that. Uh, for us in the beauty industry, it's important for us to be pretty, when you tell someone you do you do hair, the first thing they're doing is going to look up at your head. And if your hair isn't done, you're not believable. They're not coming to you. You're you're your own billboard. And if your hair looks a hot mess, you're not going to make the money that you think you want to make. If you really want to make the money, you have to embody this whole persona of a hairstylist. And it is what it is. If you watch, you know, your, your biggest YouTubers or your biggest Instagram stars that are actually hairstylists, there is a certain brand that they have. There's a certain look that they carry. And it's important to carry that look because then you are believable to your client or to your prospective client. If you're not believable, then you just going to be broke. (laughs) That's all to it. If you want to be broke, walk around with your hair not done. 
And nowadays it's so easy to have your hair done when all you have to do is put on a wig. If you don't believe in wigs, then yeah, you have to do your hair. Um, if for my lock stylist, you know, your hair should be done in something really pretty. If it's an updo, if it's curls, if it's crimps, this is something you should always have your hair done. Your wardrobe should always be posh. You know, um, it doesn't have to be glamour, whatever your brand is. If your brand is boho, then go hard on the boho. If your look is, if your brand is glam, then go hard on the glam. Uh, if it's conservative, then that's your conservative look, but it's important to embody your whole brand. If you're trying to build a clientele, if you're just doing hair for kicks and giggles, then it probably doesn't matter. But if you're really trying to build a profitable brand, you do have to make sure you embody the beauty industry. People should be walking up to you saying to you, hey, where'd you get your hair done? Um, oh, I love your hair or something. And if they're not saying that, that's a problem. If no one's stopping you and you're a hairstylist, that is a problem. That's a key sign that you are not doing the things that you need to do to be your own billboard. Like we are our own billboards. We are our own advertisements. And so it's important that you every day, whether you're going to get coffee, whether you're going to the gym, it doesn't matter. And it, it in, and you have to like sink that in your head. And I know it's hard for a lot of stylists to do that. I've seen it so much. Um, and even to a point where, when we had stylists, I had to, I always had to have a dress code because you guys don't know how to get dressed for work. And it's, it's a simple, simple, simple formula to bring in clients like all day long for free. You don't even have to have business cards. You don't have to have IG. If you walk around looking amazing, people will run up to you all the time and will ask you where you got your hair done who are you, you know, are you somebody famous or what? Who are you? <laughs> so you, you want, you want to make sure you master your, your look. And I, I have a fun story. When I first started doing hair, I was probably maybe 19 or tw no, I was about 21, 21, 22. And I had a crush on a male client. And when I was at the shop, I looked good. I had my brand on point when I was at the shop. I was a young business owner. I was doing it and I was looking the part. But on my off days, I would look a hot mess, like a hot mess. And one day I ran into the guy on Capitol Hill, what was in the area. And <laughs> I was like, hey, how you doing? He was like, he was like, like, who are you? <laughs> he didn't even recognize me. That's how crazy I looked. I wasn't even recognizable <laughs> outside of the shop. And I was like, it's me, it's Tanika. He was like, oh, and just kind of gave me a strange look and walked away. And that let me know that I needed to keep my look consistent. It has to be consistent. Whereas if people catch you off guard, they, it's still you. And this happens frequently now too, because, you know, everybody, you know, when they go out, their face is all glam and they're done and they're 
really unrecognizable. And then when there's no makeup, you don't know who the hell you talking to. And so it's important as a stylist, because this is our business to keep your look consistent. And, and when I say consistent, it doesn't have to be the same makeup, the same hair, or, you know, the same look. It just means that if you're going to do a posh look, make sure it's posh all the time. When you go to the gym, when I go to the gym, I make sure, you know, my, my, my gym outfit is on point. I'm, you know, coordinating, I'm matching, I'm looking good, you know, even as I'm sweating. And so I'm not wearing ratty clothes to the gym. I'm, I'm wearing good, you know, matching outfits and that's easy to do. They got so many website subscriptions where you could buy, you know, your matching outfits. You don't even have to think about it. They just send it to you and you just subscribe per month. Uh, and so <clears throat> take advantage of that stuff and, and grow and, you know, be pretty. Like that's the fun part of this industry is we get to be pretty with no apologies, not one apology at all. And let me tell y'all, like if you're buying work clothes and then this, there is a, it is, it is a divide. Like if you are buying clothes just for work, it is a write-off. If you are buying clothes and you're using them outside of work, it is not a write-off. Your hair supplies all a write-off. Your makeup, if you're doing your full face and you offer makeup as a service, it is a, a total write-off. And if you don't know what a write-off, it means that if I spend a thousand dollars on hair, let's say I spend a thousand dollars on my wig, my wig is thousand dollars that I don't have to pay taxes on. And you know, some of you are not filing your taxes on your income that you're making in this industry. And it's such a big mistake to do that. You, you will gain so much more by having to do your taxes, write this off, write off your gas, write off your mileage. Um, if you take classes, you get to write off your classes and it, it is part of our industry. Any trade shows you go to, of course, we're not doing any trade shows now because of COVID, but when COVID lifts and you start traveling to different cities to do classes and to do trade shows, all of that is a write off. <coughs> If you, if you, if you're smart, you would, if you're smart like me, <laughs> you take your vacations and it's a work vacation. You do classes. I do classes out of town. All of that is a write-off. If I, if I meet with students out of town, it's a write-off. If I am I'm teaching and, you know, my job is remote. So if I'm teaching and I'm out of town, it's all a write off. And uh, that's what makes it is so amazing. If you are smart about about this, a lot of times stylists think that, you know, they're going to have to, um, I guess, give the government all of their money. So they don't file taxes, but you really do hurt yourself, especially if you have a full-time gig. If you have a full-time gig and doing hair is part-time, you want to write off as much as possible. You can write off if you're doing hair in your home, a percentage of your home, a percentage of your light bill, 
your water bill, um, any supplies, any any equipment that you buy, any furniture that you buy. And if you want to learn more, of course, about all of that, definitely you would sign up for our course so that you can learn how to really manage this hustle like a business. Um, anyway, I, I ended up on a whole nother topic and that should be a whole nother podcast actually, but yeah, you guys need to start looking the part and start feeling pretty. Sometimes, you know, walking around hunched over, looking insecure, looking like you're afraid, looking like you're scared of the client, you know, is not how you bring in money. We bring in money by, you know, looking like the person the client wants to be. That's how we make our money. They look at us and they're like, oh, she has nice hair. I want to have nice hair. She has nice skin. I want to have nice skin. You know, we are the model to our clients. And so it's important to model you know, in a, in a positive light. And this helps build your self-esteem too. Looking good makes you feel good. And we see that all the time when we're with clients and we're, we're working with clients and you can lift somebody's spirits just by changing their hairstyle. So definitely it will work on yourself. So the question is, is, you know, Tanika, I ain't got time to do my hair. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I am a mom. I am a wife. I have a full-time gig. This is just my part-time gig. I'm not trying to spend so much time doing my hair. Okay, well, then you need to hire you a hairstylist. And there's nothing wrong with a hairstylist um, paying another hairstylist to do their hair. We do it all the time. If you don't have the time or you don't know how to do your own hair, and that happens too, where you don't even know how to do your own hair. You can stand over a client and do their hair, but your hair just takes too much time, too much effort, and it's just not worth it for you. You go to someone else. You enlist a friend that's maybe a hairstylist, or you do your research and find a hairstylist in your area, and you guys work together. You can either pay her or maybe you can barter services. You do her hair. She does your hair. And, you know, it's a win-win situation. And I feel like th- that those kind of things, bartering has been lost for some reason in this day and age. Back in the day, we used to barter so much. Hairstylists, back in the day, way back in the day, <laughs> hairstylists, just used to do hairstylist hair for free. We never asked each other for money. We just did each other hair and we always had our hair done because of that. Especially us braiders, you needed somebody to braid your hair. And if you work in a salon, definitely, you know, you can barter services in a salon. Um, definitely, you know, every salon has their own policies, but if it's a salon where, you know, it's all independent stylists, why not barter? Why not advertise another stylist? And there's nothing wrong with that. You send her business, she sends you business and it's just kind of a win-win situation or you put your money aside, you save some money, your 200, $300 and you invest in yourself And again, it is a write-off. So you invest in yourself so that you can gain, one, self-esteem. You gain, um, 
you're you building your brand, you are, you know, making yourself feel good. And, you know, your man will love it for sure. <laughs> he would definitely love it. And if you don't want to spend the money to do your hair, then at that point, then maybe you should invest in wigs so that your hair is always done. Whatever may be happening under your hair, under your wig or whatever, you know, you make sure that, you know, your outward presentation is on point. And it sounds kind of superficial, Maybe, um, it's been my whole world, my whole life. So it's not superficial to me, but I'm sure if you're new to the business, this may sound a little superficial, like, you know, why do I have to look this way? But it is what it is. This is the beauty industry. If I'm selling you face cream and my face is all jacked up with red spots, dark spots, and all of that kind of stuff, are you going to use that face cream? No, because... It, it it doesn't it my face says it doesn't work and or I don't know what I'm talking about so you want to make sure that you are you know physical proof that you can do what you say you can do um and what's cool about it like I said it is a write off like it is it's 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 like the most fun part you can go buy tons of products. And experiment with products and hair color and, you know, hair textures and hair lengths and, you know, the wonderful world of beauty is is the most fun part of this industry. Like, have fun with it. Have fun with being a hairstylist. Some of you, you know, you, you go into shops, you look dowdy, you look sad and this is not a sad industry. This is the industry where you have fun. You talk to your clients. You have great conversations. You look beautiful. You make your client look beautiful. You know, you give her a little therapy, you know, because we really are therapists in this joint. Uh, and, you know, we, 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 <laughs> we're therapists all day long. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Um, and so, you know, you you want to be a good looking therapist too. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we are therapists all day long. So we're not just hairstylists. We are we're like um every woman. We we're we're the ones we're we're the really the front line. <laughs> and people in the front line, please don't be offended on that. <laughs> I am just joking, but, um, yeah, definitely, you know, and how you map out your look, if, if this is new to you, so you would map out your look by maybe, you know, discovering what entertainer you really love, you know, and start from there. So let's say you love Rihanna and Rihanna has a really good look, really edgy, um, and dark, um, and so if you want to do that, then, you know, you're going to wear a lot of black, maybe adding a lot of silver accessories, you know, you're going to have the latest edgy hairstyles, haircuts, and, you know, you have to be really on trend to, to carry, to carry a Rihanna look. 
let's say it's a Beyonce. And of course, Beyonce is always in gowns and things like that. You, you carry that over into your look by just glam, you know, a lot of sequins. And that's kind of, my look is a little bit glam, a little bit conservative, um, I like clean lines, but I like um, a little bit of bling, actually a lot of bling. And so, you know, when you do that, then you make sure your accessories are blingage and you you are wearing um, maybe a lot of lace. You could wear like lace tops, uh, lace skirts, and that can carry over really well into a salon. Um, let's say you're really conservative and you, 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 you know, you a government worker, don't get offended, government workers, but y'all are some conservative people. <laughs> you're a government worker. You're really conservative. You don't wear a lot of color. You don't wear anything that's fitted. You, you know, you wear suits and things like that. That's definitely fine. And just keep that as your look. You wear suits and people wear suits doing hair all the time. If you go to Fifth Avenue or, um, you know, nice places in, in Midtown Manhattan, you'll see some really stylish stylists. I feel like where I'm at in the DMV area, it's it's a really conservative area. And if you're in this area too, you know that you don't get to see a lot of posh stylists. And, you know, when the pandemic lifts up, take start taking trips to some really high-end salons so you can see what those stylists look like and what they dress like, what kind of salon they're working in. And it gives you an idea of where to go with your particular look and your brand. If you go to Fifth Avenue, of course, a lot of them wear all black. New York is like all black in Midtown, but it's really edgy. It's really cool. It's unique. And you you can do that too. And when I was doing hair, uh, black was my look too, because when you're dealing with, and this is something to think about too in, in natural hair is there's a lot of oils and you can mess up your clothes with the oils. So for me, black works because if anything splatters, it's okay. And life is all right. And it's not over. I didn't ruin something really beautiful. And that's something to consider too, when you're working, what's your look when you're working? What's your look when you are um, out and about? It still has to translate into the same brand. Um, there are some salons in the area, um, uh, where you go in and, you know, everybody looks a hot mess and it's, it's crowded, it's busy, it's jumping, you know, there's a couple of salon suite plazas here where you see all the stylists and they look jacked up. But the question you have to ask is, you know, are they, it looks crowded, but are they really making the money that, that you think they're making? Um, are, are they always busy? Are there always clients coming in and your look will translate into, you know, how much money you make? It, 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 it just is what it is. There is a, a guy I follow on Instagram and I'm sure everybody's heard about him because he's in the area, the hair doc. And I think he's really cool. And I think he's someone that you guys should follow because he's, he's very fashionable, 
for man. And it's a really cool thing to see men look good and dressed well. He loves doing photo shoots. He clearly loves himself. And that's what's exciting about this industry is you get to see people really, you know, flourish and just feel on themselves and love on themselves in a way that is acceptable because we're hairstylists and that's what we do. And to translate what he does, you know, he's always very on trend with his own look and you see him doing hair of the housewives of Atlanta and things like that. So there is a connection on the way he looks and the clientele that is coming to him. Trust and believe because of the amount of time and effort that he spends on taking care of himself, a client knows that she is going to be taken care of because he's so fashionable. He's so on trend. You know, he knows what he's doing. He does videos and and pictures of his hairstyling. So I think he's a perfect example of someone for you guys to follow if you're unsure of how to build your brand. He has definitely thought about and planned his brand. And recently I learned that he he was a really chubby kid or teenager and lost weight. So he really went through this amazing transformation. And I don't know this guy. I just follow him on IG. And I think he's just a cool person that I can reference that everybody probably would know. And, you know, he's someone that took ownership of his look and his brand and redefined himself with no apologies. And because he did that, he flourished in the industry. And like I said, his name is The Hair Doc and he's local. I don't believe he was always local. I believe he was somewhere else and moved here or something like that. And, um... And yeah, check him out because it's it's a really cool story for a hairstylist, a black hairstylist. He's a man. It's harder for men to flourish in the industry. They really got to work five times harder than women to really build um, their skill level, their techniques and things like that. They have to overcome so much because the industry says, you know, if a man does hair, he's gay, he's this, he's feminine. And I don't know the hair docs orientation. I don't, it doesn't even matter. But just in general for men, it's just really hard for them to break through. And once they've decided to break through because they put so much effort in learning how to do hair and perfecting their skills, they actually end up surpassing women because women are just kind of nonchalant. Like this is just my talent and it's just, you know, free form and I'm just a goddess. But men really have so many ceilings to break to really make it in this industry. And when they do, they, they, they're, they really flourish. Anyway, so go follow him and, you know, look at his story. And, you know, if you're someone that's struggling with, you know, your pres, your physical presentation, now is the time to start making that transformation. We're in quarantine. You can start ordering clothes little by little. You can start experimenting with looks, experimenting with makeup. And nobody would even know because we're kind of all caught up in the house and stuck for the most part. And, you know, and, and, you know, 
ask a family member or a close friend, what do they think of certain looks and you know, what, how, how it translates to them? What do they, how do they see it? Um, another thing is, is, and this is something I do about every 10 to 15 years. I actually have to go in my closet and do an edit because at that 10, 15 year mark, when you get older, there are certain things that you should stop wearing or new things you should be wearing and things like that. So it may be you have a really great brand already, but maybe you just need to edit it and, you know, get it in check so that you're not, you know, a 40 year old looking like you 14. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> And that happens a lot too, just being dated and being stuck in time. You don't want to do that. You want to, you want to move with the times, but still be on trend, still carry your brand and still keep moving, you know, with everything. And I know with this pandemic, you're like, why am I buying clothes? But it doesn't have to be a lot of clothes. It could just be, and it could just be restyling what you have already, rearranging things so that they look new, look fresh and editing, taking some things out. So you'd stop wearing certain things, which, which is something I just did. Um, I just had a birthday. And so I just decided to start changing my wardrobe and upping it. I want more glam and more bling and, you know, I want more. <laughs> so I'm, I'm editing my, my wardrobe to add more, more bling, more edginess. I want a little bit more edgy. I'm pretty conservative with, I'm pretty glam pretty glam conservative, but I want to be a little bit more glam edgy. So I'm playing with different silhouettes because of that and um, decided that, you know, I was going to keep my hair within three different styles. I usually go all over the place. And so now I've decided every year I'm going to narrow it down to three similar styles for the most part and not experiment too much, especially now that I am on on camera more, um, I, I see how certain looks translate on camera. And because of that, I have to stay with certain looks. So it's no longer about what I want. It's more about how it translates into the camera for me. And so all of those things, you know, you have to take consideration if you plan on being on Instagram or on YouTube, your colors and how they translate on the video or on film, you know, makes a difference too. And there are also, you know, image consultants that you can go to. If you feel like you just don't have a clue, there are definitely image consultants you can go to and they will help you, um, get your look in order. This is something I used to do along with hair. And if you guys, you know, if you know you're good at this, this is an amazing service to add on with doing someone hair, you know, doing, you know, image consulting along with the hair, whereas you're, you're polishing their whole look, the hair, the makeup, the clothes, clients love it and they'll pay for it too. But you have to be good at it. You got to know what you're doing and you got to be ready for the work because it is work too. Anyway, um, definitely, definitely, definitely be pretty. Get 
pretty. You know, it's it's about self-care. It's about branding your business. It's about growing as a person, as a woman. Um, we're always taught that, you know, if you're into glam, if you're into hair and makeup, then you you're not smart. You're, a, you know, a bubble head. You, you're superficial. I had a friend tell me once that, you know, there are certain things I can, I can get over. I can get over on certain jobs and stuff like that because I was pretty and she could only get by because uh, she was smart. Basically, she was saying she was smarter than me. But just because someone is pretty doesn't mean they're not smart. And so that's an illusion that society says that is not true. It's just not true. We're we're business owners. We we we. we I, I freaking do a lot of work online. I do things that a lot of people could never do online, building websites, um, you know, building online courses and, you know, motivating people, encouraging people to do great things. And so it, it looks superficial on the outside, but trust and believe it's not. And so if you need to just do some self inventory, you do that and it, you will, you will flourish because of it. And, you know, I promise you that. So check out the hair doc. And like I said, I don't know this guy. I just follow him. And I think he just has a cool story for people to follow and to learn about. He was a really fat kid, teenager, took control of his life, lost all of the weight, branded himself, loves himself, and, you know, has this amazing clientele because of it. Um, so that is my rant for the day. I probably will be back on in another 20 minutes. You know, I got my 30 and 30 podcast. And so this is just number two. <laughs> so I got a whole lot more to go. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Childhood is wanting a variety of different baked sweets and someone telling you no. Adulthood is wanting a variety of different baked sweets and being able to go right to Mickey D's to get every single one you want. <laughs> Whenever you want. Get the new glazed pull-apart donut and a 99 cents any-sized iced coffee with pumpkin spice flavor. Sweet. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Iced coffee promo available until 11 a.m. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.